This episode of Riveting Reads is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. We already know you guys like good stories. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash rivetingreads and browse their unmatched selection of audio programs. Download the one that grabs your attention for free and start listening. It's that easy. Just go to audibletrial.com forward slash rivetingreads to check it out. Now on to the show. Hello, and welcome to the Riveting Reads podcast, where each season brings you a serialized version of thrilling news stories, along with exclusive bonus content from the author. This is season one, Insomnia, book one of the Nightwalker series by J.R. Johansson, narrated by Roy Samuelson. New episodes are posting weekly on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Stick around after today's chapter for some author insights into the writing process behind this chapter with Insomnia's author, J.R. Johansson. Hi, I'm J.R. Johansson, and I'm here to give you a quick recap of episode 14, chapter 14 of Insomnia. At the beginning of this episode, we have Parker entering Mia's dream. Except for this time, instead of the haven he's come to expect from her, it's a nightmare. Parker watches as Mia relives an incredibly painful memory of watching her parents die in a house fire. Feeling the urge to comfort her, Parker reaches out, and for some reason, this time, he actually can. He can touch her, he holds her, and he comforts Mia through this nightmare. After the nightmare ends, she looks up to see who's been holding her, and when she sees Parker, her fear transitions the dream into a completely new nightmare. Parker is forced to watch as a dark version of himself chases Mia through the school, and then tortures her using her fear of fire against her. The nightmare only ends when this dark version of himself, who Parker calls darkness, begins to physically hurt Mia, and then the nightmare finally ends. And that's it for your recap of chapter 14. Stick around now for chapter 15 of Insomnia. Hope you enjoy. Insomnia, The Nightwalkers. Written by J.R. Johansson. Narrated by Roy Samuelson. 15. When mom heard me puking in the bathroom, she told me to stay home from school. It was Friday, so I knew I'd be missing a history test, but I didn't care. I wasn't really sick, of course. Not exactly, anyway. But staying home sounded good. Every time I blinked, I saw images from Mia's nightmare, and they made my stomach roll. So here I was, at home in the daytime. Alone again. I tried to sleep, to go into my white void, if only to escape the pictures that kept pelting my brain like BBs fired at close range. But for the first time in years, I couldn't. Reliving what I had seen in Mia's nightmare was the last thing I wanted to do, but it wouldn't leave me alone. Every flash of it brought up more questions and worries. Who sent her the email? What did it say? What had started the fire that killed her parents? Addie had said that Mia went to therapy during the first week of school. That was good. If that fire was a memory, especially a recent one, she would need all the therapy she could get. But I'd have to get Mia to talk to me to answer the questions I had, and the likelihood of that happening anytime soon was less than zero. Besides, the dream had brought up more questions, beyond those just about Mia. Like, how had I been able to touch her? Was this another aspect unique to Mia? I hadn't tried for years to touch a dreamer, so what was different now? 
Could I touch anyone? Had she actually seen me? Would she remember it after? I growled and punched the throw pillow on the couch. Just once, I'd love for something to be easy. We'll dive right back into the story after this short break. This episode of Riveting Reads is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with the 30-day trial membership. The audiobook I'd like to recommend this episode is The Martian by Andy Weir. You may have seen the movie featuring Matt Damon, which was excellent. The book is also amazing. The audiobook is voiced by Will Wheaton, who I absolutely adore. For that reason alone, you should listen to the audiobook. (laughs) It's very, very good. If all of that wasn't enough reason for you, this audiobook features bonus material that is available for the first time in this recording. Uh, It has the following extras. Diary of an Ass Can by Mark Watney, new astronaut. I Made It, A Happy Letter to Mom, Car Trouble, A Somewhat Sad Letter to Mom, The Earthling, A Postscript. Guys, this book, go listen to it. It's amazing. So whether you decide to go with my recommendation of The Martian by Andy Weir, or you decide to go with another audiobook of your choice, you can get all set up by going to audibletrial.com forward slash riveting raids. That's audibletrial.com forward slash riveting raids to get your free audiobook. Hope that was a nice breather for you, because we now continue with Insomnia. There was a knock on the door. I glanced at the clock on the microwave. School was over, and I figured after last night, Finn would show up at some point. When I opened the front door, the grin dropped from his face. Whoa, you're really sick? I figured it was an excuse, but you look terrible. Not sick, but I feel terrible. I leaned against the counter. Grateful Mom wouldn't be home until later. If Finn thought I looked bad, Mom would probably freak. Finn pulled a chair out and sat on it backwards, facing me. He crossed his arms over the chair back and frowned. What happened? I don't know. I shook my head. Do you know what happened to me as parents? No. Addie might, but she hasn't talked to me since yesterday. Her parents were in the dream? Part of it. I walked to the table and pulled a seat out for myself. My body was too heavy to hold up anymore. I crossed my arms on the table and slumped down in the chair. In the dream, she sat on the front lawn and watched her parents burn in a house fire. Finn glanced away, not speaking for a minute. When he did, his voice was quiet, somber. You think that actually happened? I considered denying what I was sure was true, but... What good would it do? Yes. Watching that must have sucked. Finn walked to the fridge and grabbed Dr. Pepper. He held one out to me, but I shook my head. That wasn't even the worst part. Finn fidgeted as he popped the top on his drink and sat back down. What's worse than watching that? Watching wasn't as bad as the feeling. I mumbled. Finn sat his drink on the table in front of him. Huh? I could feel what she was feeling. That's not new. It's always been that way with dreamers. It's not that bad, usually. I rubbed my knuckles across the surface of the table and looked up. But this time, watching her parents, it was terrible. Oh. Finn gulped his drink, eyes huge. Wow. We were quiet. His slurping gulps echoed through the room. The clock on the kitchen wall ticked the seconds away. No more secrets. 
No more dealing with everything alone. I needed to tell him everything. Someone chased her down the hall at school. I think she's afraid of fire, which makes sense now with her history. Everything spilled out in a rush, like a poison I had been holding inside. Like it could kill me if I didn't. Anyway, when the guy caught up with her, it was me. Finn winced. You were chasing her? Why? It wasn't really me. She dreamed it was me. She thinks I'm the one who sent the email, and so, in her dream... I traced the grain on the table in front of me with my finger. I had to watch myself be the bad guy. Finn sipped the soda and pulled on his ear. He stood and walked out of the room. He came back a few seconds later with my basketball. Come on, let's go shoot while we talk. I shrugged and followed him outside. Finn stood at the foul line we had painted on my driveway when we were 13. He took a shot. Nothing but net. So, did the other you catch her? Yes. And? He retrieved the ball and tossed it to me. I took a shot, but missed. I didn't care. My mind filled with flashes from the nightmare. She thinks I'm a monster. Whatever that email said, it must have been bad. I pushed my hands into my hair, tugging on the roots. The pain made me feel better for some reason. Maybe because I deserved it. What happened? Fing gripped the ball so tight his knuckles stood out, bright white against the rest of his skin. I took a breath and spoke quietly, looking anywhere but at Finn. In the dream, I held a torch to her hair and beat her head against the locker until she was so bloody I couldn't see her face anymore. A shudder ran through me, and I swung my arms back and forth to shake it off. Finn let out a low whistle before making another shot. Did the other you say anything? I thought back, trying to remember. Something about making Mia love him. Okay, so we know the psycho email guy probably said that. Finn dribbled through his legs while he talked. And with that kind of violence, we can assume he included some pretty horrible threats, too. He pivoted on one foot to face me. Do you have any idea who it might really be? Anyone else ever popped up in her dreams before? No, it's always been just her alone until now. Her dreams were pretty repetitive until last night. Is that normal? To have the same dreams over and over? Well, nightmares might repeat because of the strong emotions tied to them, but I've never seen that with other dreams. Then again, there are a lot of weird things about Mia's dreams. I grabbed the ball from Finn and fired off another shot from the top of the key. And missed. Like last night, she cried during the fire and I hugged her. I've never been able to touch the dreamer before, but when I held her, she could feel me. That's definitely new. I rubbed my eyes and blinked a few times. They didn't want to focus anymore. A grin spread across Finn's face. Dream action, sweet. I tried to laugh, but it sounded forced even to me. Yeah, until she saw my face and freaked out. That was when the other part of the dream started. Finn's smile fell a little, but he kept dribbling. And you're sure you've never touched anyone in a dream before? No, I've tried, but it's never worked. It's been a while, though. Maybe something is different now. But what? No clue, but I've been doing this longer now. Maybe I have more control? I shrugged. There's really no way to be sure. Finn nodded and made a layup. Then he grabbed the ball and turned to face me. So, how are we going to figure out who really sent the email? 
I stared at him. I hadn't really expected Finn to help anymore. After last night, I felt useless. Maybe everyone would be better off if I just left, ran away, and never came back. Although, if the email freak was serious and did anything to hurt Mia after I was gone, I'd never forgive myself. Of course, I'd probably be dead soon, but I'd be a totally pissed-off ghost. Snagging the ball from Finn, I made my first basket. We have to start by figuring out who might want to hurt her. I dribbled the ball for a minute and then shrugged. I've been following her around and I have nothing. The only people I see her with are Jeff and Addie. Yeah, we might need help to figure this out. I nodded. In that case, we have two choices. Ask Mia, which is not really an option, or somehow get access to her computer. Getting the email and seeing the address would be a good place to start. Three, actually. Finn picked up the ball and dribbled it a bit before taking a three-point shot. Swish. We could see if we can convince Addie to help us. She and Mia hang out all the time. If we can get her on our side, she could help figure out who sent it, and maybe even get her hands on the email. I frowned. She's not even speaking to you. What makes you think she'll help me? It's Addie. If anyone can convince her, you can. She's been friends with you almost as long as I have. Trust me, she wants to believe you aren't bad. I wasn't so sure, but I shrugged. Anything would be worth a try at this point. Finn nodded. Do you ever watch her dreams? No. He grabbed the ball and held it still. Why not? I searched through my mind for a better reason than the real one. I knew Finn wouldn't like it if I said his sister was the only girl I had ever really liked, and I didn't want to risk ruining that. Even if it hadn't been something I thought would be too complicated, after hearing what Finn thought about Jeff dating Matt's little sister, it was clearly off the table. I don't know, I finally said, then shrugged and grabbed the ball from him. Great answer. Smooth. Well, you need to. Tonight. Finn grabbed the ball back. Then tomorrow, you can tell her, too. It felt insane to even consider telling anyone else I was a watcher. It wasn't that I didn't trust Addie, but she already considered me dangerous these days. It would be risky to discuss the dreams with her. I clenched and unclenched my fists a few times, allowing the tension to flow out through them. Without any other option besides breaking and entering and then hacking into Mia's computer, I guess it's worth a try. I met Finn's eyes. It was disturbing to see him looking grim. So unfin-like. I took the ball and dribbled for a minute, enjoying the controlled feel of it in my hands. One night won't work, though. She might not remember enough from one night of dreaming for me to persuade her. I need a couple days to be safe. You better get started. We'll need her to help convince Mia that you're innocent. My next shot bounced off the backboard, but Finn jumped and pushed it back up and in. You suck. Why aren't you on the basketball team again? I'm humble, he grinned. Don't like to steal all the glory, you know? Try to spread it around the losers like you. I laughed. Well, so generous. He shrugged. It's how I roll. I tucked the ball under my arm and headed toward the house. I felt much better having a plan, even if it did feel crazy to tell Addie. After last night, doing nothing wasn't an option anymore. Thanks for listening to the Riveting Reads podcast, Season 1, Insomnia. New podcast episodes will be available every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 
If you're not the patient type and want the full book now, you can find the audiobook on Audible Podcasts or the paperback version on Amazon. Stick around for some author insights from J.R. Johansson about the chapter featured in this episode. Hi, I'm J.R. Johansson and welcome to the Authorly Insights section on Chapter 15. This chapter shows us Parker post Mia's nightmare and we get to see the damage it's done. He's tough and he's been through a lot, but he was not prepared for that. And honestly, who would be? Looking at yourself through another's perspective can be a difficult thing to stomach, particularly if it is an unflattering image, and in this case it was far worse than that. On top of that, he's still suffering from withdrawals and wasn't able to sleep even in Mia's dreams this time. Despite everything he's going through, he's more worried about Mia than what has changed within her dreams and what that means for him in particular. Guilt is a powerful motivator, and after what he's done, Parker really wants to help Mia. But at the same time, she was his key to staying alive. As the author, what I want people to be asking themselves, and what I wanted to be asking over and over again is, is Parker a good person? When it comes down to it at his core, is he a good person? And what is the determination that we use to decide that? Obviously, he wants to believe he's a good person. Everyone wants to believe they're a good person. But often it comes down to the choices that we make when we are weighing out the instincts for our own survival versus the need to help others, what choices we make and where that control of those choices comes from. That determines who we are. And that's it for the Authorly Insight section on Chapter 15. Let me know if you have any thoughts on this topic. You can send me an email to jen at jenjohansen.com. I always answer. I'm not always fast, but I always answer. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. I will see you next episode. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Riveting Reads. Please check out details for our reader appreciation program in the podcast notes or on rivetingreadspodcast.com. Also, a reminder that we're still a new podcast and we would love to hear from you. Please subscribe as well as rating and reviewing in your podcast app. Thanks, and we'll see you in a few days for the next episode.